0: To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.
1: back to Bean. Bean throws for They On oh, the power play. Morgan Geeky gets his first of the year. Back in the lineup and pays big dividends. puck along the boards. Forked out by Fogle. Capped in by Martin. Now Fogel has it again. Across. crusty score! Hurrah! Thing. Now, Svechnikov lowers his shoulder into the Nashville zone. Stop sets up and they score! Dougie Hamilton on a beauty feed by Svechnikov! And Carolina is running away with
0: this one. It's 3 0. This is the Kane's Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's the host of the Kane's Corner Podcast, Adam Gold.
2: Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. It is the morning after edition of the Canes Corner Podcast, and we are here for you. It is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. Whether it's windows, siding, roofing, gutter helmets, they've got it all. Get a, Go online for a free estimate at aluminumcompany.com. Com. The three goals you just heard happened about that quickly in the first period. Carolina scoring three times in a 2:21 span to turn what was really a lackluster start into, as Mike Maniscalco said there, a bit of a runaway. Actually had this game 5 nothing on their stick. Nick Cousins broke the shutout with about four and a half minutes to go, but Hurricanes winning, winning it comfortably, five to one. Uh, and this was a game in which both sides were without a lot of key pieces in this game. Uh, and uh, hopefully there is not a developing situation with Jordan Stahl, uh, who did not play about the last six or so minutes. They didn't need him. It's very possible that he was just sort of hanging and not playing, but I don't know. Uh, and it was not brought up during the post game, but Carolina played uh, after the first, say, uh, oh, six or seven minutes. I thought Carolina played. A very solid game. Nothing spectacular, very, very solid. We'll do the recap. We will talk to Alec Campbell uh, in a little bit, uh, but let's go through and give you uh, some of my thoughts before we even get to that point here on the Morning After Podcast. First thing, uh, let's talk about the rosters that we saw. It more resembled a preseason game than an actual regular season game when you consider Roman Yossi, uh, Norris Trophy winner from last year, not in the lineup for Nashville. Ryan Ellis, their second best defenseman, not in the lineup for Nashville. Uh, Dante Fabro, who... Uh, his elbow to the head of Brock McGinn drew a two-game suspension, probably their fourth-best defenseman, not in the lineup. Uh, Matt Duchesne, center. Rocco Grimaldi, forward. Eric Halla, center. Halla uh, is on the uh, COVID protocol list. All six of those players, uh, either all top four defensemen, three of them, or all really uh, top six forwards because Grimaldi is one of their better forwards, not in the lineup. So Nashville, already struggling, just a shell of themselves. Carolina has been without Tavo Teravainen now for 10 of the last 11 games. Jake Gardner, I think 7 of the last 8 games. Vincent Trocek did not play today. My conversation with Rod Brindamore prior to the game leads me to believe uh, that he is doubtful for Sunday in Detroit. They play a Sunday afternoon game in Detroit. Uh, hopefully he'll be back. And again, hopefully there is no issue with Jordan Stahl uh, because, again, he did not take a shift like the last six or seven minutes. Carolina was not good at the start. Nashville was much better. James Reimer had to do a lot of this in the beginning. Of- now Arments gets a shot put right on makes the save Forsberg with a chance out in front as a
1: loose puck found its way to Philip Forsberg and Reimer holds the post now Nashville jumping in shot right on Reimer with a big save and a kick save on the follow-up as he robbed Carrier and then the second chance denied by James Reimer
2: so there was a lot of that from James Reimer and then Carolina got going when Michael McCarron uh, took Yes, it was a roughing penalty on Brady Shea. The highlight that they showed, the replay they showed, didn't look like much of a roughing penalty. But considering uh, so many of the penalties against Carolina this year have been somewhat of head-scratcher, uh, we'll take it. And Carolina got on the power play, and that was all she wrote. Carolina, Then the power play goal from Morgan Geeky ignited a 3-goal and two twenty one stretch with Brock McGinn and Dougie Hamilton following with goals, and honestly, the first period, Carolina was nowhere near as good as Nashville. James Reimer was, and the Hurricanes had a 3 nothing lead. That was my take of the first period. Uh, I mean, they scored three times, but they weren't very good. Uh, they just had uh, really good goaltending. James Reimer, again, was excellent, uh, and they were very opportunistic and took advantage of a stretch in which Nashville went to bed, 3 nothing Carolina, Second period was much better, much, much, much better. Carolina controlled the play. It was probably their best period of the game. Carolina controlled the play, only got one goal, and that was a Morgan Geeky fortuitous bounce. Uh, But I thought Geeky played really well tonight. He actually had a, maybe his best play was the pass to Stephen Lorenz, that Lorenz was robbed by Rene. Uh, But Geeky played, you know, uh, about 14 minutes, uh, centering what, On the sheet, looked like the fourth line, but played a lot better than that with Steven Lorenz on the right and uh, Cedric Paquette on the left. Uh, Geeky won nine of his 12 face-offs. I mean, he's just a good player. We remember this from last year, right? Is that the one thing that impresses you about Geeky is how smart a player he obviously is. Uh, And I thought that he was simply, you know, just right place all the time. Uh, as he was on the first power play goal, and then, knowing that he didn't have much else to do, decided, hey, there's traffic in front. Let me just throw one on on uh, on net and see what happens. So it bounces off of Rene, off of Ekholm, and in. Boom. There you go. All you need to know is 4-0 Carolina. Uh, this was a good night for grinders, I thought, because uh, the line of... Jordan Martinook centering Brock McGinn and Warren Fogle might have been Carolina's best. I thought they were very good. They got a goal at 5-on-5. Five five. Brock McGinn's eighth goal and a one-timer off a pass from Fogle. I thought Warren Fogle played his, one of his better games for Carolina. There was noticeably uh, very few moments where you go, What are you doing, Warren? Which I guess we're grading on a curve at this point, but I thought he was very good. Uh, Brock McGinn has, is usually about the same, a very consistently solid player, does the right thing, uh, plays a physical game. We all know this. Uh, but I also thought that the Geeky line with Lawrence and Paquette was also very good, and Morgan Geeky scored uh, a couple of goals. Uh, how about the power play? I know all of us are not used to Carolina having a great power play, and I'm not sure they have a great power play, except, man, if it doesn't score a lot of goals. And I guess it doesn't really matter. And maybe uh, they're piling it up against teams that are not good. And Nashville is atrocious on the penalty kill. They came into tonight, 29th in the league, allowing goals... Uh, 30% of the time, that's right, 30% success rate against Nashville when uh, they are shorthanded. It didn't get any better tonight. The Hurricanes go 3-for-3. They have scored a power play goal in seven straight games, at least a power play goal in seven straight games, and they have actually scored multiple power play goals now in four of those games. They are 12 for their last 24 with the man advantage. Yeah, I'm going to say that one more time. They are 12 for their last 24 with the man advantage. Uh, That is 50% over the last seven games. Penalty kill, the one opportunity they had to kill a penalty. They were great tonight. They have now killed 12 straight. uh, And uh, that goes back to the Detroit game. The last power play Detroit had was choked off. So this is four games now uh, on the entire homestand. They go uh, twelve for their last twelve. Uh, so it was it was not a great game for Carolina. Although I thought James Reimer was great, uh, I thought it was a solid game that had high end moments. Uh, but ultimately, this was a workman like game. Don't do anything silly. And once the 3-0 lead was there, you knew Nashville didn't have enough punch to come back unless you helped them. And Carolina did very little helping of Nashville. For what it's worth, and this is worth it, I guess, Detroit 6, Tampa 4. That means the Hurricanes are in first place by one game over Tampa. Keep in mind, the Lightning have a game in hand, uh, but the Hurricanes at 19 wins, six losses, and one overtime loss. That's 39 points, one better than Tampa's 38. Florida beat the Blue Jackets in overtime. They are now 17 5-4 on the season, so they are tied with Tampa, one point behind Carolina. It's pretty good, man. 39-38-38 in the Central Division. Uh, I've Come to the conclusion that those are the only three really good teams in that division. I'm not sure Chicago is really good. I think Chicago might be the best of the rest. I still think we're going to hear from the Dallas Stars in this division. I think Dallas will ultimately be the fourth team in. If it's not Chicago, I think those are the two best teams. Uh, And we will see. We don't see Dallas for a while. Uh, We will go to Detroit. Hurricanes will play in Detroit Sunday and Tuesday. Uh, and then it's home for two against Columbus before going to Columbus for two. So we just played a four game series with uh, Tampa. They'll do the same thing with the Blue Jackets. All right, let's get through to a recap, and uh, we'll uh, then we'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Uh, not a great start. Uh, there were uh, Nashville. I thought was the better team. They came out very, very heavy, very desperate. Uh, but then at 719, Michael McCarran roughed Brady Shea, as I said earlier, didn't see a ton, just did not see a ton on that uh, on that penalty, but it was called, and all of a sudden, the heavens erupted. Power play, second unit, and the new guy found a way again. Peter Ryder back to Bean. Bean throws up through the score!
1: The lineup and pays big dividends.
2: This is Jake Bean finding a way to get a puck through. He, As he said after the game, didn't really have a good lane uh, for uh, to, to pass elsewhere. Uh, didn't have a lane to pass to Pesci. Didn't have a lane to go on his right uh, to whoever was on his right side. But so found a lane to get one through. And Morgan Geeky in the high slot deflected in a bounce pass. Renee. one nothing Carolina uh, Bean and Nino Niederreiter. With the assists. Uh, almost a minute and a half later, a little, as we say, top line magic, and in this case, the top line, as it was listed on the Hurricanes uh, line chart tonight. Uh, this is Warren Fogel making a really nice pass to Brock McGinn, and eight goal, Brock showed up.
1: Fuck along the boards, forked out by Fogle, capped in by Marcus. Now Fogel has it again a crusty score! Are up two nothing.
2: Yeah, that was just a good play, good shift by that line. And that line again, I thought was very good all night. I think it was Carolina's best line. Um, Jordan Martineau kept the puck in at the blue line. Uh, I guess Nashville uh, sort of intercepted the puck. There was never possession uh, as Fogle gathered it right after the uh, the almost intercept. So Martinuk doesn't get an assist. Martinuk really deserves an assist. I really hope they go back and give him that. Uh, but then Fogel had the puck, and he gave it right to McGinn on the um, right face-off circle, at the right face-off circle, and McGinn one time did pass. Renee. it's 2-0. And then 16 seconds later, off the next face-off, uh, Carolina got the puck in deep. Andrei Svechnikov had the puck behind the net. And his scooter buddy, was coming down the slot.
1: Now Svechnikov lowers his shoulder into the Nashville zone. Stop, sets up, and they score! Dougie Hamilton on a beauty feed by Svechnikov, and Carolina is running away with this one. It's 3 nothing.
2: Mike wasn't wrong. Carolina was in the process of running away with it. Dougie's second of the year. I call it his first because I don't count the Efas goal he had in Columbus about a month ago. Uh, But Dougie was good again tonight. He was good defensively on Tuesday against Nashville, but he was pretty good tonight. And uh, this was just a smart play by Dougie to come down the slot. And Andre saw him all the way. Uh, Jordan Stahl uh, had the initial net drive and he took, I think it was Ryan Johansson out of the play. Johansson had to go down with Stahl to the side of the goal and that just cleared the room. For Dougie Hamilton, right in behind him, and Hamilton just deposited low, kind of low stick side on Renee, and it was three nothing. But here's how the first period went. I mean, I just we have to be honest about this, right? Um, According to Natural Stat Trick, and these are always a little squirrely, but I don't disagree. Nashville had 17 scoring chances to Carolina's seven in the first period. That's the way it felt to me. Of those scoring chances, Nashville had five high-danger chances. Carolina had none. I'm going to disagree there because I'm telling you Dougie Hamilton's scoring chance was high-danger. It wasn't like he was 25 feet out. He was below the faceoff dots. dots, right out in front. So that's a high-danger chance. So even if it's 5-1, that's still Nashville with a lot more danger than Carolina. As I said earlier, best player in the first period, James Reimer. All you need to know. Second period. Once again, power play. And all that means is another goal. This one, a fortuitous bounce off a Morgan Geeky shot. The get
1: it over to Pesci. Pesci looks for Bean. Has it to Bean? There's five seconds left on the power play. Geeky has it. He'll shoot with a score! Geeky puts it on
2: That Morgan Geeky, it did. It hit uh, Renee's pad, looked like it hit the back of, or maybe the skate, of Matthias Ekholm, and it is 4-0 Carolina. We go to the third period. Again, second period, best period for Carolina. We go to the third period, and at this point, I do think that Carolina is simply just trying to get out of there without any more injuries, and a few minutes after missing a wide open net on the power play. Martin Natchez redirects one. Now Aho
1: goes cross-corner with speed. Natchez gets to it, lays it back for Hamilton. Hamilton walks the line, sends it over to Svechnikov. Svechnikov throws one in the fight, and it's far! Martin Natchez with the deflection. It leaks through Rene, and
2: the Canes go up 5-0. Missing a wide-open net off a beautiful pass by Sebastian Aho from one side of the, the ice to the other. Nature's oh or made me Nature's was Owed one but nature certainly needed to score. Uh, because he looked to this to the rafters after missing the Ajo pass. and then he just sort of laughed because uh, this just trickled literally. It was like slowly moving. You ever watch Curling? I think there might have even been sweepers behind the puck. As it crossed the line, it really was not moving very fast. Maybe that's an exaggeration, uh, but it was Natchez's, uh fifth goal of the season. Svechnikov, who had a couple of assists tonight, uh, and Dougie Hamilton, who had a goal and an assist. Uh, they are the uh, they got the helpers, and Carolina was up five nothing with four and a half minutes to go. Nick Cousins spoiled James Reimer's shutout, but there you go. Carolina uh, not great tonight, but very good. Best. Part of the game was a second period for Carolina other than that two minutes and tw- 21 second span where Carolina scored three times in the first so that's the seventh straight win for Carolina Hurricanes have not won seven in a row since uh, 2011 and remember as I've said before the first five of those wins came prior to an Olympic break the last two came just after the Olympic break They have not won more than seven straight since the previous year when Carolina won nine in a row almost at the end of the season. They lost their last two games that year. They won the nine previous as they were making a run and they would ultimately make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Remember that dramatic win over Boston in the conference semis when Scott Walker uh, scored the goal in overtime overtime to beat the Bruins. So uh, so there you go. Carolina's won seven in a row. They will play in Detroit on Sunday afternoon, the first of two in there uh, in that series. They have already played twice in Detroit. Remember at the beginning of the season, they won the first game, lost the second, uh, and they beat Detroit the other time they have played Detroit uh, at PNC Arena at the start of this past homestand. Uh, so we'll take a short break. We'll come back with Alec Campbell on the other side. couple of quick reminders. One... You can follow this podcast, follow the Canes Corner podcast. We joke, we don't, it's not really a joke. We call it the morning after podcast because it is the morning after each game. But ultimately, it's all under the Canes Corner podcast umbrella. So follow us, rate us, give us a review. And as this, I would like to remind you, uh, if you are a fan of big events, the, uh, the game where David Ayres... Um, acted as an NHL goalie after being a uh, basically a rink attendant uh, part time, r- rink attendant for uh, for the Marlies and some for the Maple Leafs. Uh, we have a three part podcast series looking back on that game and David Ayers himself, uh, and it's pretty good. I think you'll like it. It's certainly uh, it's a very interesting night to relive. So if you want to do that, it's there for you if you are a follower of the Canes Corner podcast, and you download it, you can get all the all the past episodes. You can even relive our thoughts after big wins, like tonight's uh, 5-1 win over the Nashville uh, Predators. So we'll take a short break. Thank you very much for hanging out. Alec Campbell will join us in just a couple of seconds on the Canes Corner podcast. Alec Campbell, my friend, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions on the Carolina Hurricanes Radio Network. And noon to three. We hang out and he plays the best 30 seconds of music in the triangle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, at Alec Campbell5 on Twitter. Uh all right, I've I've characterized this. Let's see if we uh if we mesh. Characterize tonight's game for me.
0: Um I mean, I I thought that the first little bit of the game wasn't great. Um, And then they scored three goals in a span of two minutes and 21 seconds. So that made it feel better. And then I thought they kind of flipped the script in the second period. And then the third period was kind of eh, um, from both teams. So I thought it was a good win over a team that's not very good. And is also missing a lot of people. I mean, it, it kind of feels like you should beat that team five to one, right? Five to nothing, preferably in my, my case. Yeah. <laughs> um, over, over five and a half. Had it all. The but, way. um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say about it other than if you can score goals, it mitigates whatever other problems you have. And that's been the Canes this year. I mean, they've figured out ways to get it done and I think they have played some good stretches of hockey, but I still feel like there's a level of consistency to be had yet. Um, but it's been tough also because they've just been riddled with injuries all season long. So that's been tough. And I appreciate and applaud all the people who have stepped in to play, you know, geeky scoring two goals tonight after not having played with the hurricane since February 11th. I'm not even sure what his last game was.
2: Yeah. I mean, he hadn't played um, in probably two weeks. He played yeah. two games. They sent him so, to Chicago. He played two games there. He scored four goals. They brought him right back up, and they put him in a taxi.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, good for him. Um, I, 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 get, I mean, I, I would like to think that there's something in the way of, like, organizational continuity. I'm not sure that's as much anymore just because, I mean, in Chicago, they got guys from all from two different teams playing up there um but kiki he, has been around long enough that i think he understands what they want out of him um you know and i, I don't i don't love getting into depth conversations necessarily right. just because like there's a reason certain guys are where they are so it's great that they've been able to sustain the way they have um I wonder how long that can last a little bit, but, um, yeah, it was, a, it was another good win. They've won seven in a row. Their power play is unreal. They've also scored on the power play in all of those games. Yep. Maybe that's not coincidental. Uh, so, uh, or maybe it is coincidental rather, um, or maybe it isn't. I mean, right. Maybe it isn't. The power play isn't.
2: has been enormous for them in this stretch. Yeah. May, yeah. It, it, Maybe it, that's
0: essentially, what saved them.
2: It won them the game on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. They, if, if they don't score the two power play goals in the second period,
0: yeah. they lose the game to Nashville. But, Matt, it's hard for me to poke too many holes huh. because it's like they're third in the league in goals per game. They're third in the league on the power play. They're 11th on the PK. They've killed... Their last 11 penalties. Uh, they only took one penalty tonight. Um, they're they're eighth best in terms of goals against per game. James Reimer has won each of his last four starts. He's 12-3-0. 12 <laughs> 3 ten. They're 10-1-1 at home. Yeah. They're 4-0 against Nashville. They're 19-6-1. They've gotten four games this year where they've had – the skaters that they would prefer to choose to play in the lineup at the same time or available to them at the same time. They've had one game this year with everyone, including goaltenders available to them. So I don't know, man, like maybe we shouldn't be waiting for them to get better. Maybe they're just good.
2: Well, I think they are good um i but i uh, agree with a lot of the stuff that you you uh you rattled off there um they they can still play so much better tonight i i and it's, first of all a couple of things about playing nashville a when you're playing a team that's clearly not as good as you and even at full strength while nashville has some high end like nobody's arguing that roman yosi is not a great player the reigning norris trophy winner and You know, a guy like uh, Ryan Ellis um, is a really good, you know, second defenseman. And Matt Duchesne, while he has been disappointing, clearly is a really good player. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. but even at full strength, Nashville's not that good. Uh, And playing a team below you in the standings is often difficult. And then when you get, when you have them dressing what amounts to a preseason lineup, Uh, it becomes even more difficult because we saw what Nashville was about on Tuesday and they tried to do a lot of the same stuff tonight. Uh, there was a lot of extra stuff. There was a lot of cross checking. Uh, they took three penalties tonight and they paid for each one of them. Uh, and what I thought was good about Carolina, cause I thought that their game, I just termed it solid. It wasn't great. It was certainly great in the second period. I thought they were outstanding, uh, it was great for that 221 stretch in the first period, and the rest of it was just don't make stupid mistakes. And that's what they did best tonight, I thought, is that they didn't make stupid mistakes. Were there turnovers? There were some. Were there some misplays? There were some. There are always going to be that. But they were not a train wreck waiting to happen like they were for many times in the game on Tuesday that they got away with. Uh, so I thought after the first... I don't know, 6 minutes, 7 minutes. I thought they were uh again, the first period was was not a good one, but I thought they were pretty much solid. Uh and that's okay. Uh because they they're much better even though they were missing Trocheck and Taravainen. Uh you know, Gardner could be a healthy scratch anyway, but when you're missing Trocheck and Taravainen, that's two of your top 6. That ain't easy. It ain't easy to overcome that, but um you know, geeky played. I thought geeky played a, a super game. Uh, you know, you know me. I don't give stars out. I just gave away one of my stars. Damn it! Um, I don't give. I don't give away stars because you hear, hit the score sheet. You know, you got. You got to earn it.
0: So yeah, I mean, I I understand that. I mean, I thought he was good, um, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, I mean, the points are what wins you games, right? Um, but I, I know, I, I understand where you're coming from with a lot of them. Um, I think I ended up giving stars to three people who did have points tonight. Um, not all of them had goals, but go. they all had points. There you go. I will, but, uh, um,
2: we'll whip our stars out in a little bit. Um, so you mentioned power play. This is their last seven games on the power play. They were three of three tonight. 12 of their last 24 on the power play. That's 50% in the last seven games. I mean, that is just insane. Absolutely insane. 50% in the last seven games. Uh, PK went one for one tonight. Uh, and dating back to the last penalty they took against Detroit, they have now killed off 12 straight. Uh, and on top of that, the PK has looked good. Uh, it hasn't just been good. It has looked good uh, which is a whole lot different than having your goaltender stand on his head while shots get rained at him. Uh, but I thought uh, Carolina's just been excellent uh, in applying pressure and getting pucks out and all of that on the on the uh, on the penalty kill. So uh, I thought that was uh, I thought that was good. What'd you think of the top line tonight?
0: Oh, I loved the top line. I thought they were great, um, energetic. Yeah. Um, and they scored, so they capitalized on their energy tonight, which I appreciated. They were rewarded for that. Um, and you know, great job by Rod for pushing the right buttons and getting the correct top line on a night when, you know, you had to jumble things around and throw things in the blender a little bit. And that's the beauty of Rod Brindamore. He doesn't care about what you think about anything. He really so, does. throw lines out there and combinations out there uh that uh that you may not think will work and guess what? They always work. So I loved it. So, and so Brock McGinn yeah. even almost stayed on his feet on the goal that he scored. I think he actually went down on purpose. <laughs>
2: uh it's a heck of a shot, man. It was a blast.
0: It was it was a blast. It was it was a great it was it was a great play all around from yeah. all three of them. Really? Good speed from Warren Fogel. Good job by uh Martinook to hold Martinuk? the zone. Do you do you mm-hmm. think
2: Martinook should have gotten an assist on that?
0: Um no, I don't, but uh How come? you know, such such are the rules of hockey. I didn't I didn't think well, National
2: had possession. They touched the puck.
0: Here's here I mean you could I would argue that the hustle alone maybe earns him an assist, but the fact that he just sort of whacks it back into the zone without, you know, really any rhyme or reason. And it finds Fogle stick. Um, I mean, those are the ones where I'm just a little like, okay, whatever.
2: Well, it didn't even find Fogle stick directly. It, it uh, hit off. Of, yeah. Of, of Went of off somebody. Def- right. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Those are the rules. It's OK. Uh, so,
0: it's sort yeah. Of, I mean, sort, sort no, like my a, answer is no. But OK. Yeah. But if you want to give him the hustle factor play like that goal doesn't happen unless he does what he does to keep the puck in the zone, then I'm cool with it, I guess.
2: OK, it's sort of like hitting hitting a uh, hitting a drive into a divot. You should, uh, you should get, you shouldn't, shouldn't be penalized for that. Um, Exactly. (laughs) uh, You shouldn't. Real quick story about top line, because you and I are, you and I are uh, laughing internally, uh, but we know what we're doing here. Um, So the Hurricanes tweet out or uh, email out the line charts. Normally they would give it to everybody on press row, but most people aren't even going to games who cover the team now because you don't have to. Uh, so they emailed them out. So uh, when Mike Brown, who is in charge of these matters for the Hurricanes, emails the line charts out, it has the, uh, I guess it was Brock McGinn on the left, um, Jordan Martinook in the middle, Warren Fogle on the right, on top as the top line. So you pointed that out to me. I tweeted it out with this, is like, what happened to Rod? What, has he gone loopy? uh, top line Martin And you know, it's just a joke. Um, and right. there were some people who got the joke and there were some people who were like, well, let's wait and see if it works. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: so, so like I, those people, I don't want to be friends with them,
2: <laughs> but here's the best part. I get a text from Mike Brown and Brown says, that was a mistake. It was. Uh, it was. Um, it was entered in improperly. It was not supposed to be that way. I said, "Mike, I was just kidding." He goes, "Oh, okay. Don't worry about it."
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I referred to them as the top line all night, all night in tweets on the air, uh, everywhere.
2: It's so funny, absolutely yeah. hysterical.
0: Because those are the people who I want to make angry. <laughs>
2: Oh, I love that! It's not—we're not even halfway through the season. We've reached that point already.
0: I've re- I retweeted it. I retweeted your tweet. <laughs> I wanted you to know that I was standing with you in solidarity. You were appalled, um, and that I was yes, and that I was uh, I was there for the joke.
2: Excellent, excellent. All right. Speaking of uh, of the joke, it's not even a joke. I had no better transition. Uh, Tampa lost in Detroit. I wonder if they're screaming on uh, Tampa Bay Sports Talk Radio tonight. How did you lose to the Red Wings? Uh, I believe the final was uh, was 5-2. Uh, no, sorry, 6-4 uh, in Detroit. Carolina's back in first place.
0: Yeah, and everyone's already screenshotting the standings online and putting them on Twitter. Are they? Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's like it's so,
2: likely to stay that way, right? So it's all right. It's right. It's, no, it's, it's incredibly it's, it's, tight. It's,
0: it's it's good, man. They're a good team. I like. I've I've kind of run out of. Like I said, I've run out of my my thoughts are my thoughts, and they haven't changed all year. Like they're a good offensive team. I still think they have issues in their own zone at yeah. times. Um, exiting, you know, just puck management, passing sometimes gets loose, um, but I, I do think that they are a better team defense team. I think that they've they've had enough time in the system to back check properly most of the time. It just they just get tied up sometimes in their own zone where they're just. Kind of out of sorts, um, and they can't get out or they can't find coverage. But um, I mean, that I think they have improved overall, like as a team on on defense. It's just once they get down there, what happens? Yeah, um,
2: I think there are two things so about their defense. I'm, I think their forwards are very good. I think Carolina's yes. forwards, for the most part, are all very responsible defensively,
0: and and that, again, and, 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 and that's what been, I'm saying.
2: Right, and this has been without Taravainen who we all know is, an, I think, an elite defensive forward. Um, the one thing that I am worried about is that I think that what what Carolina likes to do, to do to a lot of other teams in getting pucks in behind defense and then going to work, I think that can be done to Carolina if you are physical. Um, and yes. That's what I am afraid of for Carolina. Uh, so we're not that far away from the trade deadline if I am the Hurricanes, I am looking for depth pieces on the blue line. Uh, maybe a depth forward, but I think they've got enough depth forwards because I think they can use Lorentz uh, and even to an extent Geeky um, as well as you know when Tara Vinan comes back and Trochik comes back. We don't even know about Jordan Stahl didn't take a shift the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, so it may yeah. it might have been dictated by the score, but nobody asked the question after the game, uh, so I don't know what the end result is there. Hopefully he's fine. Uh, that would be a bad loss, a really bad loss. The way he's playing. Um, but uh, the 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 truth is, I do think they need a little uh, little beef uh, on the back end, uh, and preferably it would be a right shot. So if you decided that Jake Bean was your fifth defenseman because uh, we probably can't count on Jake Gardner at this point with a back, you know, bulky back. You can have Jake Bean be your fifth defenseman and quarterback your second power play unit. Uh, it would really help if you had a right-shot defenseman who could play with a little uh, a little bite to his game, a little physicality, uh, and could play, you know, 12, 13 minutes. Uh, that would be ideal, I think. But uh, Carolina needs, I think they need something uh, like that.
0: All right. Whip out, uh, whip out. I'm your telling you, somebody should have, somebody should have asked Rod, what does the number 11 mean to you <laughs> tonight?
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. There were a because, lot of
0: 11s. Yeah. We had Geeky's first game since February 11th. The hurricane scored at 11, 11 in the game and also at 11 27 in the game. Jordan wears number 11 and it's March 11th.
2: My God!
0: So why didn't anyone ask Rod how big was it that the number eleven loomed so large in the game? <laughs> why didn't anybody ask that? I don't know. I don't.
2: I think at some point they're going to be start be, becoming afraid of Rod.
0: How confident are you in the number eleven? <laughs> what
2: does it say about the team? Right. Like the number eleven right. is so
0: prominent. It's it's so big here. Yeah. I mean, might as well.
2: Oh my gosh. All right. Give me your uh give me whip out your stars.
0: Okay. My stars tonight were Jake Bean. Okay. I thought Bean was good. Um Andre Svechnikov. Wow and okay. Morgan Geeky.
2: Very nice. We, we we are wildly different, but that's very good. Uh, again, I thought Geeky was great. I thought Svetch was good. I thought there were there were a lot of players who were good tonight. Um, mm-hmm. So okay, I Jake Bean two assists. Uh, I love I mm-hmm. love his knack for getting pucks through.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I I really wish we could have gotten more Bean and healthy Gardner together. Uh, now I'm now I'm just worried that this Gardner back issue thing is sort of flaring up again. Cause I, I thought that one of the things that he was doing better this year was skating better. Uh-huh. And he was that, that was leading to better offense and defense for him because I mean, that's, that's a huge part of your, you know, your, your, uh, thoracic chain or whatever they call that. Um, so I'm I'm a little concerned about that. But uh Bean's been fun to watch, man. I'm I'm enjoying watching him. Yeah.
2: Um he did not get a star, but he was certainly a strong consideration. Same with Svetch. I went number uh my third star, bronze medalist, Warren Fogle. Um I love that line. I thought Fogle was very good. Um I wish he would have shot instead of tried to pass to McGinn on the two on one that never got through. Um I think the shot was the better play, uh, but I thought Warren played a really good game. And again, we didn't have any what are you doing, Warren, type moments today, which is always a plus. <laughs> uh, uh, I had Morgan Geeky as my second star. Um, and again, I thought he was, wasn't was just the fact that he scored two goals. Second goal was luck. Really you know, just uh was, Rene made an, e- e- an easy save, but it bounced off of Ekholm and in. Uh, and uh, I thought that James Reimer... Um, <laughs> I mean, that game mm. could have been ugly in the first period.
0: Yeah, could have. I liked James Reimer a lot tonight.
2: So I gave him my first start tonight.
0: I like it. No, I like I like those stars. Those are good stars. Uh, no Reimer, indie band. I think no, yeah, no, no indie bands. You know, I thought that Martinook was really good yeah. tonight. Although I thought Martin Martinuk was pretty good. Th-
2: that line was very um, good.
0: I, yeah, they I were. I thought it was the, the best line.
2: line. The top line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's a reason they're the top line, Adam. (laughs) Oh gosh.
2: (laughs) I Like when you pointed it out to me, I wondered if Rod was really at that point just playing games. And then I realized I know Rod very well. He doesn't care. He just doesn't care. He would never play games.
0: Right. He doesn't have the time for it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I, but you know, you could also see him just putting guys down on paper and not really caring where they are in terms of on the list. Right. That's you know the first line he came. That's the first line he came yeah, up with. That's that's simply the first one he wrote down. It has nothing to do with anything, and he wasn't paying attention to how he was doing it. He just wrote them down, and that's how they came up. So it would never be a situation where he was purposely screwing with people. It would be. <laughs> Actually, the complete opposite of that. Just with no care for what anyone thinks about that, because we read into everything. Yeah, that's why we get answers from Rod at the end of games. Like, we just have better players.
2: Uh, Alec Campbell, you're the man. We'll. Uh,
0: All right, we'll talk later. All right, great talking to you.
2: Well, that wraps it up. Five-one. Hurricanes beat the Nashville Predators. They're now. 4-0 and against the Preds this year. That's not terrible. They will head to Detroit, a team against which they are 2-1 and this year. They will play twice in Detroit. Uh, the Aluminum Company of North Carolina brings us the Canes Corner Podcast. We thank them for sponsoring this. And if you would like to thank them, by all means, why don't you hit them up online for a free no-obligation estimate for Anything that is on the exterior of your home, from siding to roofing to gutter helmets to windows to entry doors, storm doors, they've got it all. Great customer service as well. Aluminum Company of North Carolina, AluminumCompany.com. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. So the Canes win. Again, they're seventh in a row. They'll go for eight in Detroit on Sunday afternoon. Until then, I'm Adam Gold. Gunite.
0: You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL SportsFan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.
1: Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state.
0: If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.